Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Excited to be here. With that being said, you know I'm, I'm beyond excited to, to continue as the coach of the head coach of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 4.7 seconds. Gibson's got to get it in. Does Wiggins drives across midcourt? Andrew lets it fly at the buzzer for the win. Welcome back to the Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But That Channel. And we want to remind everybody that we have joined the Off The Ball Network. So we really appreciate wherever you are accessing us from, whether it's Nothing But Net, whether it's in podcast form on any of the podcast websites you may listen. You can also check out all the other great shows on Off The Ball Network. Go to offtheballnetwork.com and you can check out all that coverage, whether it's articles, other podcasts, radio shows. We have everything on offtheballnetwork.com, including coverage of all different sports. A reminder that we are sponsored by BetUS. BetUS is the newest sponsor of the Off the Ball Network. They have the fastest payouts in the industry and offer a 125% sign-up bonus when you use promo code OFFTHEBALL in all caps at sign-up. Head over to BetUS.com to sign up today. Again, that's BetUS.com, promo code OFFTHEBALL in all caps. Unlike all the other bars out there that taste either like old Play-Doh or a piece of cardboard, when you eat a Built Bar, you will think you are cheating on your diet with a delicious chocolate dessert. If your kids find out how good these are, you're going to have to buy more because they will be begging for them. They have great flavors such as cookies and cream, double chocolate, strawberry, peanut butter brownie, and much more. Use the code OFFTHEBALL in all caps at checkout to get a 10% discount at Built.com. Again, that's OFFTHEBALL, all caps, at checkout to get a 10% discount at Built.com. Let's talk T-Wolves. This episode, we are discussing Mavs-Wolves, a game that, uh, if you're a Wolves fan, I think you left with a decent amount of disappointment. Wolves come to this game 15-15, and 15, Mavs 14-15. and 15. Remember, we just beat the Mavs in Minnesota and jumped them, and we got into that 8 spot. So a loss here is meaningful. Cat named Western Conference Player of the Week recently, which is very cool to see. Looking at what he has been able to do over that stretch, 28 points, 55% from the field, 7 rebounds a game, 4.7 assists, and 1.3 blocks. Again, your Western Conference Player of the Week. Mavs and Wolves missing a ton of guys in this game, but to me, 
There's just no excuse if you're the Wolves to lose this game when you have two of your top three best players. You have D'Angelo Russell. You have Carl Towns. And that's not it, right? You have other guys, too, that can, that should be able to step up. I look at this game, and yes, the Wolves had to bring in some players, but there's just no excuse to find a way to lose this game. Uh, looking at clutch time, I thought this was interesting. So Minnesota, our record in clutch moments the last six seasons. So starting in 16-17, 15-30, 28th in the NBA. In 17-18, the year we had Jimmy Butler and made the playoffs, we were 22-20, 14th in the NBA. In 18-19, we are 19-26. and 26. That makes us 23rd. 19-20, and 11-22, 27th in the league. 18-21 and 21 in 2021 is 21st. And 14th in the NBA this season at 7-7. Seven and seven. Again, that's talking clutch time and team's records. For anyone that isn't aware, recently Carl Towns reached the 10,000-point club, which was, in fact, I mean, obviously really impressive. But he is going to... Coming to this game, only two rebounds shy of his 5,000th rebound. Let's look at some other players that have done that, or I should say fastest players to reach that. You have Shaquille O'Neal, 406 games. David Robinson, 421. Akeem Elijah won 435. Tim Duncan, 438. That's right. Carl Towns would tie Tim Duncan for the fourth fastest player to get 10,000-plus points and 5,000-plus rebounds. So, Pretty impressive stuff there. Let's get into this game. Now, looking at the way the roster was constructed, the players that are out, I felt the best use of our resources was going to be to start Nathan Knight. Other people thought maybe starting Jalen Noel. I would have been fine with either of those things. To me, the prudent thing would have been to start Nathan Knight because then you have the least amount of change for the team. At that point, you can start D'Angelo Russell. You can have Malik Beasley starting. Jaden McDaniels at the three. And then Nathan Knight at the four. Carl Towns at the five, obviously. That was the direction I would go. Some people wanted us to go the Nas Reed route. Have Nas Reed start at the four. To me, we haven't done that enough to, number one, know if it's successful. Two, that's a pretty big change to make in a game where you really need to be solid. Yes, Dallas is missing a lot of players, but so are you. And you're missing some of your most important players, definitely your most important defensive players. So that's definitely a concern as you're watching this game. The issue that we don't have a lot of center depth. And so for me, I would want Carl Towns and Nas Reed, specifically when we're short post players that we know we can trust, I want those guys to be separated just because you just don't know if one of them gets in foul trouble. There's just lots of scenarios you want to prepare for. You can say with certainty that I was not real high on Chris Finch after this game. Not in general. Just specifically when dealing with this game, there were some question marks, I think, very much. Bomaro hadn't been really playing recently, so we're going to go from him not playing to him starting. I don't get that. That doesn't make a lot of sense. There's just better options out there for this team, and we went over them. So, a Towns, a quick five points as he's going for another player of the week, it seemed, in this game. Mavs, the hot start from three, though, was really a big difference maker in this one. Another game where D'Lo is off to a very cold start. Wolves struggling a bit on the glass, giving Mavs second looks. And early on, Towns, though, hits that 5,000 rebound mark. It was kind of interesting as he hit it on a three-point attempt that he caught that was an air ball. So, uh, interesting way to reach that 5,000 mark. 
as Dave Benz pointed out, is that is that on your bingo board of of plays that you were expecting? I don't think so. Beasley starts two of three from three, so that's a huge thing for the Wolves. Last game, Beasley hit his first shot and then seemed to kind of cool off a little bit. In this game, starting two of three, that's huge, and it's something you really need. 246 to go in the first. Mavs up 23 to 22, and I just don't see how they can keep this hot shooting up all game. To me, it's the biggest reason that they're still in it. Going over the reserves that the Wolves just brought up, I thought these are some interesting uh, statistics here. So... Nathan Knight, when he played recently, five points, two rebounds, although it wasn't garbage time. McKinley Wright, nine games with the Iowa Wolves, averaging 19.4 points per game and 6.6 assists per game. I would have been inclined, if I was the coach, to play McKinley Wright in this game over J-Mac, to play McKinley Wright over Bomaro. Obviously, they in this specific point, they did go for a player that they've seen more of at the NBA level. I just think it was a mistake. Because we've seen J-Mac, he's just not good. Anyone that watches J-Mac doesn't think that he belongs in the NBA, let alone on a roster, let alone playing him major minutes. I just don't get that. Chris Silva, for anyone that doesn't watch Iowa, I hope that you at least listen to my breakdowns here on The Howl. But Chris Silva's had a really, really good season. Started off a little slow, but he's been playing really well. 12 games with Iowa this year, 15.1 points per game and 9.8 rebounds per game. And then Rajon Tucker... 13 games with the Wisconsin Herd, 17.1 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game. And of all these moves, the only one that, to me, granted, your two-way prospects are right right and night, so you're bringing those guys up regardless. Chris Silva made a lot of sense to me. The guy that I didn't understand really was Rajon Tucker. Not that he's a bad player. He's a crazy athlete. He is able to jump out of the gym. A guy that can get to the hoop, can finish at the hoop. These are all important things, but he can't shoot. He's not known as a great defender. To me, it would have been a better move for the Wolves to grab Brian Bowen. Not only, to me, is he a better player overall, just in terms of what he brings to the table, but on top of that, he already knows the system because he's been with Iowa. So the Rajon Tucker was the only move that I thought was a little goofy, for me at least, but ultimately... It's not a huge deal. He's probably not going to play. And maybe there was something about his game that long-term they felt meshed well with this team and they wanted to get a look. So it's tough to get too upset about something like that. Start to move to the bench. Noel comes in and he's able to immediately make an impact. I don't know how you watch this team and aren't very impressed with Noel and don't want him to get minutes consistently. Even when we're healthy, there's no reason Jalen Noel can't get minutes on this team. J-Mac and Lehman come in. Seems like that didn't have to happen. I get that you're missing players, but why does J-Mac have to play? I can at least sort of understand wanting to try Jake Lehman, although when we played him recently, it didn't go well. And so to me, it's a little goofy having to make that change. But ultimately, J-Mac especially, why is J-Mac in? Why do you need that? Why can't you use Noel? Why can't you use D'Angelo Russell? To me, J-Mac just did not need to be playing. Wolves shooting over 60%, and with a minute to go, the game is tied. Let that sink in. That's how good the Wolves are shooting, and yet just not enough stops, not rebounding the ball well enough. It just was a little frustrating. And when you watch this game, if you haven't watched it, by the way, and you decide to go back and watch it, it's it's tough. It is a very tough watch. Uh, looking at that, though, once you know J-Mac J- and Lehman come in, and i got to give them credit, eight points already combined early in their minutes. 
Chris, a buzzer beater heave goes in, and to me that was kind of the story of this game as everything the Mavs shoot seemed to go in, especially in that first quarter. 16 lead changes in the game, 8 ties, but the Wolves are up 35-34 after 1. Boban and Reed in to start the second. That's interesting. I'm a big Boban fan. He did not play in the first game, but now that they are struggling with depth because of the COVID protocols, makes sense they had to play him. Wolves, unfortunately, cannot buy a call early in the second. And when they finally do, fans and players very upset. It was clearly a foul, though. I don't understand what some of these fans are watching. Brunson, actually, that was his second foul. Mavs up 8-0 second chance points as Boban scores again. Boban is absolutely on fire as he is able to hit a fadeaway. With nine to go, the Wolves still no makes from the field. Towns back in. Reed already pulled. Honestly, he just could not compete with Boban, and Finch didn't want to mess around. So there's a move that I like right there. Brings back most of the starters, except he does go with J-Mac over Bomaro. And at this point, I understood why he made this decision. But again, I go back to the fact that I don't think J-Mac should have been playing in this game. It should have been Jalen Noel if you wanted someone to be that backup point guard spot. And then, of course, Jalen Noel can play with DeAndre Russell a little bit, too. It's not a big deal to do that. That's the... That's the qualm I have with the way that the roster was used by Finch last night. A Towns 3 has the Wolves back on top, 42-41, 7-16 to go, and he is still 5-5 five of five from the field, perfect. Boban still on fire, even with Towns in, and credit the Mavs, they just keep hitting shots, and it didn't seem to matter, at least for some of the game, how good the defense was. And part of the problem there is you give them all that confidence in that first quarter, letting them have open shots, letting them have second-chance buckets, some of those very easy looks. They get all this confidence, and they start to roll. Now, another lineup in this uh, second quarter that I'm not sure we've ever seen before, and that was uh, Leah, Beasley, Noel, Jaden, and Towns. And my my word to use for this lineup was interesting. That's, that's kind of how I felt watching this group. Beasley, his second foul, and no idea how it's a foul on Beasley. And and he was pretty mad about it, and I don't blame him. I watched that replay. Why are we giving Powell superstar calls? I don't get that. Newsflash refs, Powell isn't that good. It's just a missed shot. Just because he misses a shot doesn't make it a foul. This isn't Michael Jordan. This is freaking Dwight Powell. Here's a statistic now as we uh, look at the game trends up to this point. 19 lead changes, 11 ties. Biggest lead was three for the Wolves and four for the Mavericks. So neither team able to pull away. Things are looking very even in the first half. Mavs will start to build some momentum and a lead, and Bomaro, a bad pass, gives the Mavs a 9-0 run, and just like that is an eight-point lead for the Mavs. And to me, this is about as bad as it gets, and Finch calls a much-needed timeout. Bomaro gets pulled for J-Mac, I'm going to say it again. Why can't we see some some right? J-Mac has not been consistent on the year. In fact, if you want to say he's been consistent, he's been consistently bad. Why can't we see what McKinley Wright has? I don't see the downside there. Russell then comes in for Noel. But why not have D'Lo stay in and have J-Mac sit? That's where I'm at again with this. The rotations in this game I thought were poor at best. I understand that you're kind of thrown to the fire, losing all these players, but it shouldn't be that difficult to say, you haven't played well, you have played well, we don't know how you've played because you've been with Iowa. To me, 
Do I go with a guy that is a little bit more of an unknown, or do I go with a guy that I know isn't good? Well, Finch decided, let's go with a guy that's not good. I just don't get that. Give other guys an opportunity, especially when you're talking about you were outworked in this game, and part of the reason you outworked is you're playing guys that are fighting for the opportunity to stay in this league. Guess who else could do that? McKinley Wright, who's fighting for that opportunity. Nathan Knight, who's fighting for that opportunity. To me, this was a big mistake by Chris Finch here. Towns, no look behind the back for a Beasley three, and all I can say is, wow. If you've not seen this play, definitely watch it. This was later in the second quarter. Might send out a replay if I can find the video uh, and send it as a GIF uh, on our Twitter feed. Again, you can find us at the Howl Radio. And keep in mind, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl, your source for Timberwolves Radio as seen on ABC Shark Tank and invested in by Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. Ice Shaker received offers from all five sharks in the show. Kitchen-grade insulated stainless steel that will keep your drinks cold and won't absorb odor like a plastic shaker bottle does. Created by the Gronk Brothers, for anyone living an active and healthy lifestyle, the Ice Shaker is perfect for every drink, not just protein shakes. The patented twist in agitator will break up any powders, but also works as a strainer to make sure you always get the perfect pour. Use promo code OFFTHEBALL in all caps and help out the network. Again, that's Ice Shaker, and you can use the promo code OFFTHEBALL in all caps. Visit IceShaker.com. Remembering how important it is to shoot well, both these teams are still undefeated on the season when they outshoot their opponents. Mavs 7 of 20 and 3 of 14 for the Wolves in this second quarter. And with 2.41 to go, the Mavs are up 9. Beasley up to 4 makes from 3. So now you're talking Towns is playing really well. Beasley dominating from 3. Other players need to step up. D'Lo is the guy that you needed it from. D'Lo, unfortunately, steps up with fouls. 3 fouls as he fouls Brunson on a 3 I watched this replay a few times. It's a goofy play, but to me, it's a foul. What are you doing? Do not give players the opportunity to get fouled from three. Just give the guy his space and hope that he misses the shot. And when I say give him his space, I'm just saying don't go into his landing area. You can be close to a defender or to an offensive player as a defender and not foul them. It's not rocket science. Very frustrating game for D'Lo. And ultimately, again, Another stretch where you say it is all bad right now for the Wolves. Beasley, though, a buzzer beater at halftime, 61-50. to 50. You're down 11, so it could have been worse. Maybe you take that buzzer beater and it gives you a little kind of shot in the arm. You start playing a little better, but overall, a bad half. And I watched this game. I'm not even totally sure what the big issue was, but to me, the main point was the Mavs seemed to want it more. And a lot of that goes back to the fact that you've got some guys that are really fighting to stay in this league. 11 points off turnovers, Wolves have 10 turnovers, and 10 second-chance points for the Mavs. At this point, Wolves didn't have any. I get that you're missing Jared Vanderbilt, but you got to fight. You have to fight out there, and the Wolves just didn't seem to have that. Let's look at this stat here. Townsend Beasley, 31 points, 11 of 15 shooting. Rest of the team, 19 points, 7 of 23 shooting. That's not going to get the job done. That's not doing it. It's bad. There's just not much to like in this game. Second half, Reed is in for Bomaro. And obviously, I don't mean Reed is playing point guard, but they made the switch. So it's Towns, Reed, J-Mac, Beasley, and D'Lo. So everyone just kind of shifted a little bit. 
Wolves come out flat, though, in that second half and Finch a timeout as it's now up to a 15-point lead for the Mavs. Yuck. That's how I felt when I watched this. It was I was a bit disgusted. The effort wasn't there. We were getting outplayed. This was very frustrating. And the Wolves, how about this? They're making Brunson look like an all-star out here. I Going into this game, there was a, they highlighted this in the pre-show for the Wolves that Jalen Brunson was going to be key, and he was. Jalen Brunson was fantastic. Guys struggled to defend him. But ultimately, whether it's Brunson, whether it's any of these other players that just seem to shoot out of a cannon with energy and outplay the Wolves from start to finish, there's just no excuse for any of this. And I want to add Nas in this game, largely ineffective on both ends up until this point. And that's again tonight because, honestly, it's tough to remember the last time I felt Nas Reed had a truly good game. He is definitely in a stretch of games where he is struggling. Cat, though, up to 20-10 and 10 in that second half. Mavs start 5-5 five of five from the field, though, to match anything we do. And that hot shooting that I didn't think was going to last all game, apparently it's going to last the entire game. Although I'll say this, a lot of those looks were wide-open looks. The Wolves just had stretches where they fell asleep on defense. Nas tries to answer back, though, two straight threes, but even despite that, the Wolves are still down 12. Everything is just so easy for the Mavs. Meanwhile, Wolves have to fight and claw for anything that they get. 79-62, six to go in the third, and this is one of the worst games of the year, hands down. You're down 17 points, and I don't want to hear about who the Wolves are missing because you have Towns and you have D'Lo, and the team you're playing is much more down than you are. Good to see Knight get some minutes here. I wanted him to start, as I talked about earlier, but ultimately it's good to see him get on the court and be productive. A 5-0 Wolves run, but they need a lot more than that to have a chance in this game. Consistent stops have been the biggest issue, but then make it an 8-0 run, another Beasley 3, and it's back to single digits. Beasley up to 19 points and 5 of 8 from 3. Make it 11-0 run as Beasley somehow makes a crazy bounce 3, and Towns makes sure not to touch it. So he shoots it, Beasley does, it bounces off the rim, and looks like it's going to bounce off. Towns jumps and then sees it still over the cylinder and that it might go in. He pulls back, and it does go in. And just like that, it is a six-point game with 3.36 to go and make it a four-point game after Towns gets fouled and makes both free throws. Wolves make a change, and Lehman is in. He was one of the only plus players in the first half. But will this change disrupt the Wolves' momentum? Wolves' run is immediately ended, which not a good sign to say the least. It was a huge mistake to make a change. To me, if you're Finch, what are you thinking as the Wolves haven't scored since making that change? You're in the middle of a massive run. Team couldn't be playing better, especially in terms of last night's uh, game where they played so many bad stretches of basketball, and you decide, I'm going to disrupt it? Just let the players play at least wait until the other team scores a basket. I To me, it just this didn't make any sense at all. I don't know what he was thinking. And Wolves haven't scored since. Tons of turnovers. And just like that, they're back down 10 points with 118 to go in the third. J-Max specifically was awful in this stretch. Finch at this point decided, you know what? I've got the answer. And I'm going to pull Towns and Beasley. The two guys that have done anything for me in this game, let's pull both of them in the midst of some of the worst basketball we've played all game. Put D'Lo in, who hadn't done anything. And first thing that happens, Jake Lehman shoots an air ball three. 
and then he takes another three, and that one was almost as bad. It wasn't an air ball, but it was still ugly. So thanks, Chris Finch. I don't know what you were doing in this game. It was very frustrating. Uh, back to a 13-point game just like that. But D'Lo and one has it 88-78 to after three. And at this point, again, I say it, I put a lot of this game on Finch and his rotations, but also D'Angelo Russell was just so bad in this game. Mavs are 11-5 and when leading after three, so things are not looking good. And how about this in that fourth quarter? Night, 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 as he had this crazy possession where he took a shot, missed it, grabbed the rebound, took a shot, missed it, grabbed the rebound, and then he got the putback. And just like that, the Wolves are back within eight. That's one way to get your offensive rebound numbers up. Nas Reed hits his third three, and just like that, you're back to a five-point game. D'Lo, another wide-open three miss. And all I can say is, my goodness, this game, if he could have shot even halfway decent in this game, the Wolves win easily. And he brought nothing. Wolves 48%, by the way. Mavs 47, 9.52 to go. And it's a three-point game. Remember, neither team has lost on this season when they win the shooting percentage battle. McDaniels gets a steal. And that started with tough defense from Nathan Knight. Jaden with the dunk. And it is now a one-point game. Timeout Mavs. And I got to say it, if I'm Finch, I may already put Towns back in because I just don't trust Nas. He has not been good enough over the last few stretches of games. He had a nice little stretch here, specifically in this game, but I don't trust him. And I thought at the same time, I thought Kidd had made a mistake by not ever going back to Boban. Out of that timeout, one of the coaches listens, and that's Jason Kidd, as he puts Boban in, but unfortunately Reed stays in. But monster dunk for Reed over Boban. Very cool to see. And maybe I was wrong. That's what I kind of thought here, but ultimately... I wanted to go back to Towns because you needed to find a way to win this game, and Towns and Beasley were by far your best players. D'Lo finally hits a three, and the Wolves are on top, 92-90, to 8.26 to go in the game. This, this was their first lead since early in the second quarter. D'Lo now one of nine from three in the game, which is so awful, but that make was huge as finally the Wolves are back on top. Noel tries to answer with a three of his own, I don't know how it could have gone down further without being in. It was absolutely crazy. It bounces out, but Knight, another offensive rebound, gets fouled. When he stood at the line, he was doing like a breathing exercise, and he was clearly, he just looked super nervous. But he does make one of two, able to keep the Wolves on top. Towns back in, called for a foul that to me was clearly a jump ball. I guess you have to hold it for a few minutes to get a jump ball in this game. I don't know. Wolves will fall asleep on multiple possessions. Dallas back up four with 5.31 to go, make it six. And it was weird. At this point in the game, even though there's like five minutes left, it was at that moment that I felt like the game was over. It just seemed like the Wolves didn't have enough to make another comeback. And then just like that, it's a nine-point game off a 10-0 run. And at that point, I really felt like it looks like I was right, unfortunately. An interesting play. Kid challenges a defensive foul. To me, it was clearly a foul. They show the replays, multiple angles even, and it was a foul. Definitely hits his arm. I was thankful that the foul got upheld, and D'Lo was able to make both free throws. Wolves have now gone five minutes with no makes from the field. Still, as Towns misses another shot, this one a tough layup. Towns, though, a buzzer beater step back three. Puts it back to a six-point game to go. But can the Wolves get some stops? And the answer to that is no. As Frank Nilakina hits a long, long two. And Frank 
Frank Nelikina, right? Frank freaking Nelikina is the guy that does this. How frustrating is that? Overhelping. Overhelping was an issue in this game on multiple times, and it was on that Frank Nelikina make. Towns then misses a wide-open three, and that's really all she wrote. Noel gets an and one, gets it to six, but he misses the free throw to get it to five. Again, that was really all she wrote. Looking at the game story here, 21 lead changes to this point, 13 ties, three is the biggest lead for the Timberwolves. Biggest lead for the Mavericks is 17. And the biggest deficit the Wolves have been able to overcome this season is 12. So the second this got to a 13-point game, it seemed unlikely the Wolves were going to be able to fight back, and it proved to be just that, as they did not fight back. Final score, 114-102. to 102. I've said it once, I'll say it again. This is one of the worst losses for the Wolves in a long time. This was really, really bad. Looking at who was able to do anything, D'Angelo Russell, 14 points, 12 assists. The 12 assists is great, right? You know what's not great? 4 of 18 from the field, 22%. 1 of 11 from the field, from 3, 9%. What is that? Carl Towns flirts with a triple-double, 26 points, 7 assists, 14 rebounds. He was impressive, 9 of 14, 3 of 4 from 3. A lot to like from Carl Towns, adding in 2 blocks as well. Although, he had 5 turnovers, and the tur- and a lot of his turnovers were bad turnovers. Really silly mistakes, taking chances on passes that we had no business trying. That was a, a big issue for me. Malik Beasley, 22 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. And as I watched this game, I felt like if anyone was going to be a positive in the plus-minus, it was Nathan Knight, and he was just that. Nathan Knight, a plus 8. The only other guys that were positive were Reed and McLaughlin, and they didn't play well. So let's not pretend that plus-minus is the end-all, be-all stat. But to me, when I watched this game, a player that had a really big impact on whether we were playing well was Nathan Knight, and he needs minutes going forward. He needs to start if Vando's out, and when Vando comes back, I would still like to see Knight get some spot minutes. There's no reason we can't give him a few minutes here or there going forward. Again, final score, and one of the ugliest losses in recent memory, 114-102. to Wolves lose this one. You've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the Howl your source for Timberwolves on the radio. And if you missed any of our show on Dash Radio, make sure you listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. We are on all podcast locations. And until next time, let me get a howl.